Welcome to What Would Millennials Do? Jared, in today's episode, we're talking to one of one of your good mates and I don't know how to undersell it. He's He's got a story or two to tell. It was a really good episode and we heard a few interesting tales from our mate Nick. Um, literally every time I travel with him, something happens or even <laughs> just catch up with him on the regular. He'll tell me a very interesting tale and yeah, it was good to go through a couple of them live on air, possibly a future regular segment the podcast absolutely um his stories it would be like we would go for a coffee and that would be the story but his equivalent of a coffee was <laughs> some it was it was a movie quality <laughs> it was a movie quality story and um yeah definitely i think it's um it, it's it's worth a listen it's worth a discussion so let's get let's get into it yeah but before we do uh as always follow us on Instagram at uh, WWMD Podcast. Find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts through searching for What Would Millennials Do or podfollow.com slash WWMD. Let's go. That's perfect. Let's get into it. I've talked about it many <laughs> times. I've always wanted him to come on as a guest to the show. I want to introduce a mate of mine who I've met in the last few years. Nick, who is a classic travel buddy. I've been to many countries with this guy after only meeting him a couple of years ago. And the reason I wanted to bring him on, I think yeah. you met him briefly in London, but basically every time I catch up with this guy, <laughs> he'll tell me, you know, yeah. a very nonchalant, calm story that I think is, you know, if it happened to me, yeah. I'd be counting it in my, you know, top five every week. So welcome to the show, Nick. Yeah. How you doing? Hey guys. How are we? Mate, good. Um, <laughs> good, thanks. Good. We briefly talked in a previous episode about going to Oktoberfest. We lost a mate. <laughs> we lost a mate on Oktoberfest, <laughs> as some of our listeners might remember. And that mate was Go on. Nick. So yeah. I vaguely remember this. There was a, something to do with the track. Like you couldn't find him, but you had to get a train or you had to get on the road or something to get, to, to, to get somewhere in time. Oh, right. Yeah, that was... Oh man, that was a mission. Um, <laughs> we literally told Nick, we were like, we know Nick, right? So we know yeah. what he's about. And we said, me, Brendo and MOT, were like, we're going to go get some lunch. Um, you guys go and have a couple beers at Oktoberfest and we'll pick you up. We'll even chauffeur you from the front of Oktoberfest. So give me give me some give me some, some context on here. You're at Oktoberfest and um, you're going from where to where at what time? Like what's... Yeah, we're at Oktoberfest and it was Sunday, so we'd already done the um, the Saturday the day before. And yeah. um, I think we had to hire a car to drive out to this town about 400 kilometres away. Okay. Anyway, a few of us realised, we're like, well, there's no point in us all going to get the car. Yeah. So we, a few of us popped into Oktoberfest. Just popped I think in. we all went, didn't we? Just to wet your whistle yeah. slightly. <laughs> I think we thought, we thought like, you know, It'd be a bit silly not to. It's Sunday. Yeah. We still got the like, you know, the outfits. So we popped in for one, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> already dangerous. Yeah, and then I think you, Jared, had to. You realised like oh, the um the car rental place closes at like twelve. Yeah. So you had to disappear a bit earlier. So you and a couple of other guys went to get the car. And me and Mike stayed on, and um, honestly, I'm not really sure what happened after that. But I remember I kind of just woke up outside on the um the grass 
and with about 27 you know, missed calls from us <laughs> oh, no. well, you know you know that feeling when you like kind of wake up and you feel really nice you're like oh that was that was like a good sleep <laughs> yeah and then pretty quickly it hits you like oh wait like i shouldn't have been sleeping like i've, I've just slept in through something Some, yeah so that feeling of dread when you know you've missed something mm. yeah so it's a bit like that but i think what made it worse was i didn't actually have a phone at this time so i've kind of woken up outside with no phone well i had a phone but there was no um i had no credit yeah. and i remember the reason why i woke up was this girl was kind of poking me just laughing i think she just thought it was yeah. funny to find someone passed out passed on the out. floor what time would this have been nick approximately uh, I th- well then i asked her i said oh I was like, what's, what's the time? This is actually this is actually important. And I think she said like two o'clock, and I remember I was meant to meet you guys at twelve. And oh like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> no, they've got to be waiting for two hours. So I quickly, I think I got on her phone and had to get on Facebook and call Jared or someone. Yeah. And then that's when you guys told me like, Nick, we waited, but we had to leave. We're already on our yeah, way. Jesus. <laughs> we we're like a hundred kilometers down the road, an hour and a half deep, and we were like. Do we come back for this guy or not? He's alive, though. <laughs> yeah, so pretty, at least he's alive, we've established. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I still felt bad. I wasn't angry at all. I was like, well, that's my bad. I've just made everyone wait for like, you know, an yeah, hour. And then... And I know how stressful that was. Yeah, be. exactly. So so play it back to me from the other perspective, Jared. What's happened from your side? Well, I mean, we've turned up with the car and, and two of the boys want to keep partying at Oktoberfest. But I think we had about eight hours to drive that day. And yeah. we had a wine tour starting the next morning. So we yeah. kind of had to get going. Yeah, we had the car. You. We had a full full load of people. So we waited and waited, but we, you know, he just wasn't answering his phone. And as will become clear in the subsequent stories, <laughs> you can't really ever trust that Nick's going to just wake up within the next five minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> we had to make a call and we had to head off down the road. But then we got an incoming call from Nick and we're all like, do we turn around? We kept going though. Yeah. And we're like, we need we need to meet up with this guy. Yeah. So we're like trying to yeah. tell him to then get a train, but we um. Well, I think what what was good was I mean, like I'll give it to you guys. You guys were more sober than I was probably at this point. So <laughs> given we were driving, that was probably important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up, so. yeah. <laughs> so you guys had kind of given me the plan of attack because remember, like I didn't have a phone and I was also extremely kind of like hungover and disorientated. Yeah. And you're like, look, if you get to this station yeah. and catch this train, we can meet you in 200 kilometers at this one time. Oh, that's amazing. And I remember at one point, at one point I kind of gave up on it because I went to the train station. I couldn't figure it yeah. out. And I'm just like, no, nah, you know what? This is too hard. Yeah. So I turned around. I'm like, I'm going back to October yeah. first. And I think as I was walking, as I was walking back, that's when you called me, Jared. And you're like, no, nah, man, you can't do it. Like, you've got to make it today. Like, if you don't make yeah. it. I think you're like, oh, the, the train, you still got 10 minutes or something. You so gave him the pep talk, Jared. You gave him the motivational speech. Genuinely gave movie. him a, a pep talk in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. tell him, okay, Nick, you've got to train at this time. I'll yeah. drop the location on the map. We'll yeah. meet at this station. Blah, yeah. blah. And he, Nick's like, I've got 1% battery. Oh, my God, like, Nick. <laughs> killing me. Yeah. It's just a massive mission because in the end, I think I did find like some phone store. I let the guy charge my phone for a bit. Then I got on the train, but then it was kind of confusing because it was stopping into a lot of different stops, and I forgot which stop I was meant <laughs> Mate, to get off. Yeah, you kept ringing so us. I never remember the you name. You kept ringing us, and I would be like saying the name of the town, and then you'd say it back to me on the phone later, and it was completely wrong. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you need to write this down. But yeah, but in 
in the end, I think it was okay because I got off the train, but those German trains are like so smooth and you kind of can't even tell when you're stopping. So if you were sleeping or closing yeah, your eyes, you could almost miss a stop. Well, here's what happened from our perspective. You you potentially got on the train, but we don't know if you did get on the train or not because internet. your phone died. Yeah. Oh, and his phone um, as well. And then, so we're driving and we're like, we're going to go and meet you at this train station. And... Um, we don't know if you've gotten on the train or if you will get off at the right train stop. So we, we drive another three hours. We park. We get there right as the train's arrived. Yeah. Two of us go to two different sides of this massive train station. Yeah. We know he's going to be, like, you know, looking quite rough in his lederhosen. Yeah. God. And we just can't find Wait, him. Who's, we just can't. Have you got his bags and stuff at this point? Yeah, we, we so, took his bags oh from the hotel. God, yeah, unreal. Um, and we just looked everywhere and we couldn't find him at the train station we're like maybe he A either never got on the train or or B B, didn't get off and so we're looking at where the final destination of this train was and we're like oh man that's so far away yeah oh god (laughs) and then we're like let's just go drown our sorrows and go to this restaurant like have some dinner yeah well that was the thing because that's from my perspective I got off the train and I was kind of thinking for some reason, I was just thinking, any bets these guys have, like, looked for five minutes and, and just then gone. they've just decided to drive yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, no. Because I got there and I'm like, surely they know what, what train I'm yeah. on. So I would have thought I'd see at the um, platform. Yeah. We were there for so we long. There, and it's just, it was a massive train station too. So I was, like, running around. I remember I found a cop. I was trying to use his phone, but he was just like, no. I don't know. I can't remember. It just didn't really yeah. happen. So then eventually I found a, um internet cafe and then uh, Resourceful. I was and we, he, yeah. we we got a call and he's like, I'm at the station and we just lost our minds. <laughs> and he turns up at this restaurant outside in his lederhose and just, just stands like dancing. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it was good. Good times. Another one, obviously, that comes to mind is when you came over to have that snow trip in, um, where were we, Bulgaria? Yeah. And then Bulgaria. You came across just to have a nice little snow trip and then head off back to Australia took a bit of leave but needed to get back to work what happened when you went to catch your flight back home uh, oh yeah so that was that was another good good trip um it was a good trip wasn't it yeah no it was good it was meant yeah it's meant to be coming to bulgaria for a week to go snowboarding mm. um it was it was good randomly was... running into you three weeks later in amsterdam <laughs> after we yeah, thought we sent yeah. you home <laughs> do you want to yeah, tell no, us how that happened wait, what <laughs> What do you mean you sent him home? <laughs> well, well, it was meant to be just for like, I think, just like the, it was Pross's 30th, so we went yeah. snowboarding Bulgaria. Yep. And um, I think I was like, oh, I'll just do a short trip for like seven days, so I'll spend a few days snowboarding, then I'll go to Turkey for a couple of days, because I've never been yeah. there, and then fly home. Um, but because my passport was so old... Um, as I flew out of Bulgaria into Turkey before I'd kind of gone through the customs, you had to kind of, um, you had to buy like a visa, I think, just to get into Turkey. And they, the way you do that at the airport is you had to scan your passport. So I've scanned my passport and mind you, this, this, um, visa was like $70 and I only had 140 on me. So I'm like, damn, like that's half my money. Um, and then somehow this machine has just like ripped my passport, like the, it's ripped the page of my passport that's got your photo you on it. You are just clean out of my passport. Eating me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> so I knew at that point I was screwed. Eating like, me. No, okay. There's no way. 
I might get my passports going. Yeah. So I, I walked up to the um the immigration yeah. dude. I showed him a passport, and he's just yeah got it in two different hands. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Not how you want to hold a passport in general. <laughs> no. And I think at that point, I was like, all right, mate, like, I don't know, I'll just see what happens now. So what? Did they let you in? No, they didn't really. No, they didn't let me in. <laughs> but I think they, they didn't really know what to do with yeah. me because I didn't have a passport. Yeah, because you're just stuck so in, in this airport. You can't go anywhere. Uh, no. So in the end, they kind of, they said, oh, look, in a way I was kind of relieved because I wasn't really looking forward to going to Turkey because I thought it was going to be like, just this really big mission getting to the hostel and I was pretty tired so I thought okay I'll, I'll just kind of sit down here maybe they'll just send me home and they like came to Australia like right nine hours. Yeah, they'll send you back to Australia came, yeah and then so they came up to me like nine hours later and they said where do you want to go Australia or Bulgaria and I was like oh look I'll just go back to Australia and then that's when they're like okay and then they um kind of came back a little bit later and I go, okay, come with us. And I was like, oh, sweet. Um, by the way, where are we going? Australia or Bulgaria? And they're like, oh, you're going back to Bulgaria. Um, <laughs> like, we can't actually send you to Australia because there's no direct flights. And so, if there's no direct flights, you can't transit anyway because you haven't got a passport. Yeah. So in the end, they sent me back to Bulgaria and that was kind of weird even getting into Bulgaria without a passport. It was the same situation there. They're like, well, you can't really come in here. <laughs> <laughs> so Turkey's Luckily, basically just gone I don't want to deal with this guy let's just send him yeah. back and they can deal with him like just make it Bulgaria's problem it's like when you know someone plays like a cover drive in cricket and yeah. the inward fielder kind of can't sort of get there they just put their arm up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to the fielder out in the deep <laughs> out the deep I'm yeah, going to leave that yeah, for the sweeper Turkey <laughs> can clean up this mess <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah, they'll definitely just pass me on to, like, make it another problem Exactly. So what did they end up saying in, in Bulgaria? Like, because they, again, wouldn't have let you into well, the country, right? Yeah, well, luckily, Bulgaria, I suppose they're just a little bit carefree or just one of those countries that don't really have strict immigration. Mm. So in the end, they just said, oh, look, sign this piece of paper saying your passport ripped and we'll let you in. <laughs> just They call that the Form A1, very common <laughs> sort of... <laughs> Well, the weird thing was, they said to me, they go, well, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. They go, I'll, I'll find a, an embassy, I guess. And then they said, they're like, well, do we even have an embassy for Australia? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's, one of the guys has got on his phone and he's kind of looked it up and he goes, oh, yeah, there is an embassy in Sofia. You better go there. Mm. Um, but the weird thing was with that was the Australian embassy in Bulgaria was literally this one woman. Like there was not a single other staff member. Like it was just her, and she. I don't know if I'm surprised by like, that. You're not. You're not really expecting like you know 200 person fanfare in Bulgaria. No, no. <laughs> Literally one passport like, line one. G'day. Yeah. She's she's like you're lucky that you got me because I was going to go on holidays for two weeks and this is like my last day. And she's like, and when I'm gone, there's just no one. Here. Oh my like, god, <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> Oh, God. And I remember I feel kind of bad because then she's like, oh, meet me tomorrow morning at like 9 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. But of course, like, because I'm in, like, still in travel mode, I think I went out like the night before. Oh, God, mate. And I wake up the next day to all these missed calls by her. <laughs> and she's just like, Nick, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, man. Is she, is she Aussie? Uh, she must read- have been, right? No, she was half half. She was Bulgarian, but she lived. In okay, Australia. I was wondering what the connection was. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She, but she was definitely more Bulgarian than Australian. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
and she's she, ringing uh, you like mate <laughs> what time was yeah. it yeah <laughs> she was pretty angry it was like it was probably like 9 30 or 10 like i was there, like i was already late she's just like oh you idiot you're not taking this serious and i'm like uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't really, but I kind of, I didn't mean to sleep. Yeah, in. you got me there. Yeah. So in the end, they had to, because passports, it takes so long to do, they had to get in a, an, um, a like emergency passport, but they had to fill out paperwork and send it by mail to Greece, yeah. get the passport made and send it by mail back to Bulgaria. So yeah. I was stuck in Bulgaria for the next two weeks, which was actually a fine place to be stuck. Yeah. Because it's fine, it's yeah, cheap, right? Cheap. Yeah, I think exactly. I, yeah, it was costing me like eight, eight like dollars a night for accommodation that included dinner and a beer. So Man, I mean, I was, awesome. I was sweet. Yeah. So um, on on that ski trip, we went um, with Prosser. It was Prosser's thirtieth. We went with another fella named Mick, and a few weeks after that trip, we were going to go to Amsterdam to catch up with Mick. Yeah. And we message him, and we're like. Hey, mate, uh, me and Prosser are coming tomorrow. We'll catch you then. We'll meet here. And he goes, oh, cool. Uh, Nick's coming as well <laughs> from Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, how is that even possible? He doesn't have a passport. He can't get home. He was meant to be back in Australia. Why is he still coming to Amsterdam? <laughs> so we ended up yeah. catching up again. Well, that, that was perfect, actually. That was like just the, you know, that was another successful outcome, I suppose. Um, yeah, that was perfect. So I remember I got the got the passport and I'd met this girl while I was at the hostel for like, you know, two weeks. Yep. So I was there for a while. <clears throat> and so I met her and she was from Utrecht, um, which is just outside of Amsterdam. And I think she was like, oh, you know, now you've got the passport, how about you come hang out with me for a couple of days in um, Utrecht? And I'm like, yeah, you know what, that sounds perfect. Like, have a last little nice weekend before I go home. <laughs> So you clearly then, haven't bought. Uh, you clearly don't have anything pulling you back to Australia at this point. Like, well, was your visa running out, or what was the what was the story? We, you wouldn't think so, but I did have a job um, lined up that I was meant to start. I was meant to paint someone's house in Sydney. Yeah. So that was a funny. That was actually a bit of an awkward um, email I had to send saying, "Look, I'm stuck in Bulgaria. So <laughs> I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here." <laughs> did they still trust um, you to paint their house after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was fine. But the annoying thing was then when I started it, it was school holidays, so their kids were home. So it did actually uh, slightly so, in that sense. Um, mate, you need to sort out that camera. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm charging my phone because um, I don't want it to die. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that'd be another one to add to the list. <laughs> Your charging game, by the sounds of it, your charging game is not, not, not yeah. too good. Is that right? Your char- like sounds this. like your charging game is very similar to your passport e-reader game. <laughs> so, so what did then happen? So you've gone from Bulgaria, then you've ended up in Amsterdam. One of the guys that was snowboarding with us was Mick, our mate Mick, and he lives in Amsterdam. So I thought, oh, okay, this is perfect. I'll hit him up and tell him I'm coming his way. And then pretty much he's like oh perfect he's like um do you want me to book you dinner at the restaurant that i work at tonight because jared and prosser are there <laughs> so i was just like and you're like what well yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's unreal <laughs> well, yeah, that well. how convenient so it was good but i think the girl was like she enjoyed the dinner but i think she was slightly disappointed that i spent the whole weekend with pretty much with you with guys, your mates I guess that's kind of like being lost, but Oktoberfest wasn't also the first time you've been lost. One of my favorite stories was hearing about how lost you got at a festival. 
Oh, yeah, Meredith. That's in Australia, right? That's in Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good... It's No, yeah, that's right. It's in Victoria. It's good. It was the first festival I'd ever been to. No, mate, that was just annoying. Um, because I think I'd never been to a festival, so I, I've learned my lesson now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was... Pre- when we got there, I didn't really take notice of where our tent was and, um, you know, had a good day, but I was pretty tired because I think I had a big night the night before. And anyway, we kind of, um, it was probably about midnight and like if we were at the main stage and I just said to my mates, oh, look, I'm really tired. I've got to go home. Like, I'll catch you guys in the morning. So, anyway, I started walking off back to the tent and then it just kind of hit me that I actually had no idea where this tent was. And this is this and, is nighttime by now, right? So there's no there's no light. Yeah, no. It was like midnight. Everything looked the same, yeah. and I was trying to look for this one big tent, and I just there's just too many of them. And in the end, I literally think I walked around for like six hours trying to oh find this thing. Like it was broad daylight. God, dude. Yeah. And I I kept finding the um I kept finding the they've got these angels called like I think they're like just the Meredith angels. They're really they're really nice people. Really good at helping. And I just kept stumbling back to like the same tent, like the same um, <laughs> help desk. And they were, they were just like, oh man, this guy's seriously lost. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going in circles. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they'd like just let me sleep in. Like if I went back there enough, they just let me sleep in their office. But no. No. They gave me some bananas. They gave me a banana, gave me a bottle of water. Oh yeah, the God. question is, were you accidentally finding that help tent or were you kind of just going back hoping mm, no. that couch looks pretty, <laughs> pretty oh. good? I mean, I was looking for a bed anywhere. Like, at one point, it started raining, so I tried sleeping under a car. But then I kind of thought, oh, this is a bit dangerous. Like, if the guy gets up in the morning and starts driving, you know. <laughs> you just crushed. <laughs> oh, my God. So then I was like, oh, okay, I can't sleep here. Then eventually I went to, like, the, I think the couch is on the main stage and... um uh, yeah, then the sun came up, so I couldn't really sleep there. So what, yeah. Woke up for a ready, ready to party again. So, yeah. how did you end up finding your tent and all your friends? Now, in the end, it was just like I'd been walking for like seven hours, so it was like daylight by this point. So I eventually found it. Yeah, and that was another situation where my phone was dead, so I couldn't actually even call my mates. So, <laughs> common theme, a common theme. Sounds like a frequent occurrence. Actually, not long ago, wasn't it like about a month ago, you messaged me on Facebook Messenger and we usually WhatsApp and you were like, hey man, do you have like a phone I can borrow? Because you'd like broken your phone and then my old phone barely retains any charge. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you can have this one, mate, but I don't know if you want it. And then two weeks later, you were like telling me a story about how you lost your new phone you got and i'm like mate, mate wasn't that my phone and no he's like, way. Yeah, i remember oh, yeah. seeing your eyes I, I was telling you the story i remember seeing your eyes kind of look at me a bit funny i'm like oh yeah sorry mate i lost your phone that's a really good way to like break the news to jared like make it an adventure yeah. like mate you'll never believe what happened to me well it, oh. remember that happened actually when we were um, skiing the last time where was it france and your phone fell out of my pocket and I think I was like, oh, no, I've lost my phone. Like, yeah. oh, actually, no, I've lost I've lost Jared's phone again. <laughs> and then you used, like, the Find My iPhone yeah. and somehow managed to find it on the slopes. I've got no idea how you did yeah, that. Yeah, that was actually no way. really that hard. Is when you're looking at that is the map, incredibly impressive. It, like, there's nothing to go off. It just all looks white because you're on a big hill. So yeah, you so, can't really tell if you're, like, five meters away or, like, 100 yeah. meters away. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I think, AK, I would basically summarize all the stories of Nii as, like, there's some element of, of lostness to them. <laughs> but, like, well, depends on, yeah, if you're always lost, are you lost? Because, actually, recently we went to... Uh, yeah, this was in France, actually. Yeah. We had a big first night on the Apre, which we always do. Had a fair few drinks. And we're in this pub, and there's such a small ski village... And Nick just kind of, we were all like, we're going to go to a club now. And Nick was already getting a bit like mm. kind of tired and weary. And then he just vanished. And no, no joke. Cause it's like a ski village, right? It's really cold. Yeah. Mm. The first thing we do is go, we need to find Nick. Like we're worried about Nick. And I, I basically was like, okay, I'm going to search for him. I searched all around the town. We searched the club we were meant to go to nowhere, but knowing Nick, we actually didn't search for the apartment first because we're like, there's no way he made it back. <laughs> like, just based on his history. And then two hours later, we go back and he's like asleep outside the door of our accommodation. So he was home the whole time. He tried to get home, but we had you were so little the faith. Town. That's hilarious. If, so if you just if you just waited at the apartment, he would have come back. Basically, well, two months before we yeah. went on another ski trip to Italy, and. Nick was... We were just all getting a little silly. Nick kind yeah. of started passing out in the snow after we left these apparatus, which is obviously, yeah. you know, very dangerous to your <laughs> to your life. Um, and so, basically, we were all... Even Mai, who was getting quite silly, who was also with us, and managed to dislocate his shoulder, tackling oh my God. Nick in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were all play fighting. We called an ambulance to <laughs> pop his shoulder back in, and they were, like, way more concerned about Nick. Because <laughs> he was, like, sleeping in the snow and yeah. had, like... like, well, like. You know what's funny about that is, like, the next day when I woke up, because obviously I don't remember these things, but I woke up the next day, and I, I think I must have passed out face first in the snow, so my face had this big graze right across it, swollen lip, um... And then I, then I looked over and I see Mike lying in bed with, like, a sling on, like a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. And I just thought me and Mike had gotten to a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you assumed the worst of yourself. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, something bad's happened. Mike's, Mike's yeah, he's got a sling on. So, that was that was just, uh, I, I guess, like a funny coincidence. So, they took Mike off in an ambulance and me and you, it was a five-minute Uber or a 30-minute walk in the snow, and it was very, very cold, man. Mm. And you were not in a good way. And we were trying to get the Uber drivers. I called about three or four taxis or Ubers, and all of them didn't want to pick up Nick because of the state he was in. Mm. So we had to walk back. And by this stage, Nick had lost his snowboard. Yeah. So we Jeez. had, like, that to worry with. Yeah. We walked back 30, 40 minutes with Nick, which was, like really hard i was just pep talking in the whole way like oh come on man God. not long we've only got five got like minutes a full-time job <laughs> taking care of me Nick. yeah thanks man and then the next we lost the snowboard <laughs> yeah and then we go we go into the snow shop the next day and it's kind of awkward right nick because you have your boots in your hand i have my snowboards and boots and they're like staring at you like where's your snowboard yeah, right. mate oh yeah there's one yeah like oh there's one problem uh, don't have your snowboard anymore. But he didn't seem to really mind, did he? He's like, no, that's fine. You just pay for it. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, that's fine. That's 150 euros or something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, boots as well. Yeah, but no, mate, I've got, I've got the boots. It's just like, the yeah, of course, man. I got my boots. I'm not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, did you ever get to the end of that mystery about what happened to the snowboard? Like, 
was it stolen off a rack or you just forgot which rack you left it on no i don't know but we went back the next day and um it was just there so i don't know if we were just really bad at looking for it or <laughs> so you did find it and then yeah so that was that was good see another that was another success actually so we found the board well had you already like paid for it with back. the guy yeah i paid him 100 euros but he'd given it back but oh, then no, we were kind of thinking oh mate that's a pretty cheap board like we Maybe I should just keep it. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it just wouldn't have worked with getting on the plane, so... Exactly. I gave it back. Yeah. You've had a history of trying to get on planes and failing, so I don't know if adding, you know, last-minute snowboard equipment is a good thing. So basically, AK, I wanted to have Nick on because there's always... Under lockdown, it has been a bit of a different story, but... Yeah. There's always something when I catch up with him, however small, and the fact that it would, yeah always be like a massive story in my life if it ever happened but just a minor it's just one. a weekly event so i was thinking of introducing our first regular segment i love it <laughs> of the adventures of nick <laughs> the lost nick. nick sleep sleepiness um plays a big part in it it's usually <laughs> <laughs> to do with passing out something but that's cool but um the only thing is with this lockdown it hasn't it hasn't been as eventful as it as it used to be. We might have to just reminisce about the old times. So, to take us out um, to finalize this episode, I'd like you to go through the story of your Greek adventure. Yeah, I like this one. I mean, it was a long time ago. So, first trip to Europe, Greek islands. I was traveling on my own, but obviously in the tour group, met a bunch of people, and. Um, Anyway, I remember one, it was the last night in town, we were in Eos, and um, I met this girl kind of like over the last few days, I knew she lived in town, and I was getting really tired, and she was actually working at one of the bars, and she didn't get off till like five or six, and I thought, oh, you know what, even though this is probably a bit creepy, I thought, I'll find her house, and I'll go wait in her bed for her, and in that way, because I'm not going to make it, otherwise I'm getting too tired. (laughs) So anyway... Is this your logical thought? This is unreal. Well, sleepiness played a factor. It was either never see her again or go sleep in a bed and then maybe have one last little... Yeah, little fling before the holiday's over. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, the problem is in the Greek islands, all the houses kind of look the same. They're all like white. So I'm Hang on, hang on, hang on, Nick. Had you been in said bed before? Yeah, once before. Okay, that's fair. When you, when you, no, mate, at the end, it's bad that I had to ask that, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I didn't, I I should have known where to go, but it it all looks the same. So anyway, I can't really remember what happened next, but the next day I wake up in this bed in this house and she's not there, but anyway, I know it's the wrong house actually. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm pretty scared actually. I'm like, oh no, I've just gone and slept in some random person's house. <laughs> so no one's coming. No one's coming to the no. room during the night. <laughs> no, no. I it was, and I woke up. It was light, yep. and I was actually upstairs. So it was a two-story house, and I was on the top level. And I opened the door, and the only way out of this house was downstairs. And I could hear the people awake talking downstairs. And I'm just like, oh god! I'm like, I don't have time to deal with this. How have you got into really the late. house and upstairs? This is unreal. Uh, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't have time to deal with this because I'm really late for a boat. My whole tour group's going to go back to Athens. Yeah. I have to get there asap. Yeah. Anyway, I, I kind of closed my bedroom door and it made this click. And that's when I heard them walking upstairs to the room. I'm like, and I'm terrified at this point. So anyway, I had to jump out the window. It was yeah. The second story, and I can't really remember how it all happened but 
well, I went out the window and then I started just hopping over fences and I heard the guy come in there, so I think he must have seen me leave. <laughs> anyway, I start hopping fences, but the problem is I'm stuck in everyone's backyard. Yeah. So I, I can't actually get out to the main yeah. road. And eventually there was this dude sitting out in his backyard having breakfast and I just like ran straight through his backyard. And mind you, I'm wearing like a poncho at this point and my face is painted <laughs> because, you know, the party that I'm before. Oh my God, you're still in here. And this... This guy starts screaming at me, and I was just honest with him, man. I'm like, look, man, I'm like, I'm freaking out. Like, I just need to get back to the road. And then he was nice enough. He pointed me to a fence, and I jumped over that fence, and then I made it onto the road. <laughs> and then and then that's when I was kind of – I needed to get back to the hostel because no phone again, but this was back in the day when you didn't really have phones. Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> Well, you had, At that time, you had you know, an excuse. I was traveling. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I had an excuse. I never had a phone with me back then. Yep. So, eventually, I ended up hailing this bus, and it was like a school bus with like five-year-olds on it, and then I just said to the driver, I'm like, look, man, can you please step on it? I need to get back to the hostel. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 no worries. <laughs> and I got on the bus, and I'm just sitting there, sitting there with these little kids, man, like, they're like four years old. And, uh, and then I remember he stopped at the school, and it was pretty cute, but he like had to like get off the bus and then like walk all the kids across the road. And I'm just like, oh man, please hurry up. But um, <laughs> in the end, I made it back to the hostel and everyone had already packed my bags. They were all waiting for me. They called up that girl because they thought I was at her place. Yeah. And she's like, nah, we haven't, I haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it in the end, so it was good. What did you end up telling her? Did you, did you have her on like, you're saying it was before you had a phone. Was there still yeah. social media? Did you text her or something? Yeah, well, remember back then you would like log onto Facebook every few days when you travel. Yeah, and then you on, on like an up. internet cafe or in the hostel yeah, cafe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think like two days later, I like message her I'm like, "Hey, sorry, I tried looking for your place, but I just got a bit lost." <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's unreal. And you know what? I've, I've never seen her since, but we're still in contact. Actually, that's good. We still chat sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Just on a side note, I did remember what happened probably like four months later and i think i remember um that night when i was lost um that someone actually found me and took me into their place so i think the reason why i was in that guy's house oh. was he found me wandering around the streets and let me in but i just when i woke up i had no idea so you've probably like fallen asleep on a bench on a street or just been lost and this guy's been like hey mate Come, come to my like, come inside, sleep it off, and then tomorrow morning you can go yeah, home. Yeah, I think. And he's probably he's, made you breakfast downstairs, around. and you've run out the window. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick, breakfast is ready, and I'm ready to drive you to the hostel <laughs> with ample time. We won't be stopping at any schools. I know. Don't worry and about you've that. You've just like it. Hey, where'd he go? <laughs> he's like, oh, the guy's just gone out the window. This is unreal. <laughs> That's even better. He'd be so confused. He'd be like, what do we do wrong? <laughs> 